Welcome to episode 87 of the Mayberry Devotional entitled, You Never Get a Second Chance to Make a First Impression. Today I'll be looking at season 3, episode 20 of the Andy Griffith Show, Rafe Hollister Sings. And I'll be looking at scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. Today's episode starts off with Andy and Barney at the courthouse. As Andy is trying to work, Barney is in the back room practicing his singing. Andy tries a couple of excuses to, to get Barney to leave because, well, his singing is below par. In fact, Barney can't sing. Not a lick. Barney explains how he's going to be auditioned for the Ladies League musicale. Andy picks on Barney a little bit and causes Barney to go back in the back room to warm up some more while Andy sits out at his desk and starts over with his work again. Ray Follister enters with a basket of green beans that he's dropping off for Aunt B. While there, he gets to experience Barney singing in the back room also. Barney comes out to have Andy play his guitar so that Barney can sing along with the guitar playing. While Barney sings, Rafe interrupts him and tells Barney that he's not really singing the song right. When Rafe and Barney start to sing together, it becomes apparent what a good voice that Rafe has, and Barney, well, bless his heart. Barney wants to sing the song faster, and he ends up dropping out of the singing altogether. Andy convinces Rafe to go try out for the musicale, while Barney gets aggravated and tries to, to keep Rafe from auditioning. After the audition, we see Barney, Opie, and Andy back at the courthouse, and Andy quizzes Barney on how his and Rafe's tryouts went. Barney thinks his audition went really well, and, well, Rafe, he done all right. John Masters comes into the courthouse, and he wants to tell Andy about the tryouts and how they went, and we learn that John has found somebody who has a magnificent voice. Barney's in the back room listening, and he thinks that John is talking about him, and when he comes out, John tells Andy that the magical voice he's discovered was that of Rafe Hollister, thus disheartening Barney. The next scene changes over to the mayor's office, where we see Andy enter, and we hear the mayor start to give Andy an earful because of the choice of Rafe Hollister for the musicale. Miss Jeffries, who is also in the mayor's office, tells Andy that Rafe cannot represent Mayberry. The mayor orders Andy to go to Rafe's house and inform him that he won't be representing Mayberry. Andy ends up going to Rafe's house, but he's not able to tell Rafe after he seems so excited, and he sees how Rafe's wife is excited that he's going to be able to sing. When Andy gets back to the mayor's office, he tells the mayor that he couldn't tell Rafe, and the mayor then puts Andy in charge of making sure that Rafe appears dressed properly for the event. Later on in the day, Rafe stops by the courthouse to see Andy, and we see how he's dressed for the upcoming event. He's probably dressed in his best suit of clothes, which ends up being a pair of overalls, a tie, and an old sport coat that isn't going to make the mayor happy, to be honest. Andy has Rafe leave and tells him to come back later for their practicing, and that gives Andy a chance to go out and get Rafe a brand new suit of clothes. When Rafe returns, Andy concocts a story about how he has a suit of clothes for Rafe that he didn't get after a, a much earlier moonshine arrest. Andy gives a suit of clothes to Rafe, and he insists that he wears it to practice. Andy and Rafe appear at the town hall for their practice, where Rafe comes out wearing a, a real tight-fit suit of clothes that Andy's picked out. Rafe's wife stops by to see Rafe when the mayor and Miss Jeffries come in also. The mayor and Miss Jeffries think that Rafe looks good enough for the musicale, but they advise Andy not to let him talk to anyone, as they think that Rafe doesn't sound intellectual enough, at least not by their standards. Andy realizes that Rafe's wife has heard all these unkind things that the pair has said about her husband, and you can see that the wheels in Andy's head start to turn. 
at the night of the musicale, we see that Rafe gets introduced and he comes out wearing his bibbed overalls and long sleeve shirt. This time, he's not even wearing his suit or, or his tie. Rafe goes on to perform his song and, and is even asked to sing another song. The epilogue shows Andy and Opie coming into the courthouse as Barney is warming up again to sing. Barney is practicing for next year's auditions and has Andy play the crawdad song so he can practice. Barney thinks that if he has a chance, if, well, Andy doesn't invite somebody else along to next year's tryouts, once Andy starts playing, Barney starts singing the song at his own tempo when Opie calls him out for being off. Opie starts singing the song with Andy in accompaniment when Barney ends up storming out and thinking that Andy has gone and done it again. The scripture I want to look at today comes from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not upon his countenance, or in the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. At this point in history, we have Saul as the first king of Israel. Saul had his ups and downs as kings. Well, more downs than ups. And chapter 15 describes what you might call the last straw. Samuel gave Saul instructions from God to go out and destroy the Amalekite nation and everything in it. Saul did not listen, and he spared the king and the best of their flocks, which he claimed later was going to be used as a sacrifice for God. This was the last straw for Saul, and God rejected him as king of Israel. In chapter 16, God tells Samuel to go to Jesse to look for a king among his sons. Jesse calls his sons from the eldest to the youngest to stand before Samuel to to see who would be king. The eldest son probably stood the tallest and was probably the strongest of all the sons of Jesse, and it would have been natural for Samuel to look at him and and think that this was the one that God chose. In verse 6, Samuel says that it must be the one. But in verse 7, God told Samuel that it wasn't looking for the tallest or the best-looking one. What qualities was Samuel looking for in a king? He probably looked for somebody who was to the tallest. He'd look for somebody who was good-looking, maybe somebody who was strong, and maybe somebody who had a deep, authoritative voice. But God was looking at the heart of these men and cared not for their outward appearance. I think the illustration of Rafe Hollister Sting's episode, well, you know, it should be pretty obvious what I want to look at. I want to look at how the mayor and Miss Jeffries looked down upon Rafe Hollister. From the time they heard that John Masters picked Rafe and until the evening of the performance, they were embarrassed at Rafe, not only by his appearance, but the way he talked. The mayor and Miss Jeffries were, were judging Rafe on his outward appearance. It would appear that that duo never heard Rafe sing until the night of the musicale, and even when they did, they were waiting on approval from what other people thought before they give their approval. I've done a couple of devotionals before on judging others and how really we shouldn't. People judge others on their race, nationality, education, where they live, their job, and, and how much money they make, just, just to name a few. It's hard for people to get past those first impressions to, to really get to know someone. I'm sure we've all met somebody who maybe we didn't care for much in the beginning. But then after we got to know them, we found out that they're a great person and you know how good they are. Who knows? Maybe you've heard somebody tell you that they didn't like you to begin with. But then after getting to know you a little better, they found out that you're a magnificent person. There's an old saying that says, you never get a chance to make a first impression. And it's true. Look back and think of all the bad first impressions you've made. Compare them to the bad first impressions that others have made with you. If I could remember and count all the bad first impressions I've made, I bet they would probably outweigh the bad ones that others have made with me. 
When Samuel looked upon Jesse's firstborn son, I think he knew in his heart that this was God's chosen and he was going to be the king just because of his outward appearance. But God told him to keep looking. Samuel looked at you know who we might call the first runner-up. Still no winner. He looked at the second runner-up, the third, the fourth, and on down the line until he got to the last contestant. Someone who the world never thought to choose, and God said, that's the one. I'm not for sure if John Masters had ever met Rafe Hollister before, but I would say that when John probably seen him, he might not have thought too much of him to begin with. He saw this farmer come in, dressed in his bibbed overalls, talking like a hillbilly, and was probably ready to move on to the next contestant. But John gave him a chance, and when he heard Rafe, he looked over everything else that the world would look at, and he looked at his heart. Well, his voice. He saw something in Rafe that the mayor and Miss Jeffries never saw. I'm glad others have given me a chance to make a second impression when I've messed up on my first impression so badly. Now, I just hope that I can do the same and will remember to look on the heart instead of looking on the outside. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Maybury Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you join me next week as we'll look at Season 3, Episode 21, Opie and the Spoiled Kid. Until then, thanks for listening.